Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Pramack. On today's show, the tech world is about to lose one of its top executives and the rise of robot restaurants. But first, the mess at CBS. It's been well over a month since we all first heard public allegations of sexual harassment against Les Moonves, the CEO of CBS and arguably the single most powerful man in all of television. The network promised an investigation, but also let Moonves host its most recent earnings call, during which bank analysts played the role of um, complicit cowards by not asking a single question about the only thing everyone really wanted to know about. Then came a bombshell report yesterday by, who else, Ronan Farrow, which included many new troubling allegations, some of which are more about sexual assault than sexual harassment. Farrow also reported that the Los Angeles Police Department had opened a criminal investigation against Moonves based on what they felt was credible evidence, but prosecutors didn't file charges because the statute of limitations had run out. And making things even worse, some CBS board members apparently knew about that criminal investigation, quote, early this year. Yeah, early this year. That's way before the earnings call or way before they had said anything publicly. So bang up job there on corporate governance and apparently not launching its own investigation until allegations hit the press. Apparently, some CBS board members didn't realize that fiduciary duty and moral duty are sometimes one and the same. Now, Moonves, of course, denies having done anything wrong and CBS hasn't released the results of its internal investigation, which could take months. But CBS does have big clouds hanging over its future as no other company nearly this large has ever seen its CEO get his alleged comeuppance in the Me Too era. In short, CBS is looking an awful lot like an M&A target. And the bottom line here for them is that they can only kick the can down the road so far before it trips over it. And the question for CBS now is if it can pick itself back up. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper on this with Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher. But first, this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique Smart Brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined by Axios Media reporter Sarah Fisher. So, Sarah, let's start with the exit of Les Moonves. There had originally been reports he was going to get around $100 million. What does he actually walk away with? So it depends. They're still pending a severance agreement, depending on what happens with the investigation, which, by the way, Dan, is still ongoing. They haven't concluded it. Sources inside CBS tell us that it's not just that it's ongoing, but that it's going to probably be a long time. People are still being interviewed for long periods of time with their two private law firms that are conducting this. Investigation is still ongoing, which means CBS hasn't decided that Moonvest necessarily did anything wrong. Then why is he leaving? decided that he's definitely done something wrong, which is why he's leading. But to the extent that he did something wrong will impact his severance package, which is why it's not fully out there yet exactly what he's going to walk away with. One of the things that sources were telling me is that the board thinks that it's doing the right thing here by cutting the severance package at least in half is the number that I've been given. So apparently the number that was supposed to come out of the severance was around 280. What they've instead agreed to is somewhere in the ballpark of around 140. We know that both CBS and Les Mundes have decided to give about $20 million to advocacy groups supporting the Me Too movement. And what's up for negotiation right now is that remainder of $120 million. And in theory, if the investigation found that he had done something wrong, even more of that 120 could get clawed back, correct? I mean, he could walk away with nothing, right? That's exactly right. So, Sarah, give me a broader picture here. How much does Les Mundes matter to CBS in terms of CBS's future? 
Oh, a lot. Les Moonves has been with this company for decades, and he's been a chief executive of the company for decades. He's been chairman and CEO for the past couple of years. And the thing about Les Moonves is that he was the person who was leading the charge, according to reports, to make sure that CBS would remain an independent company. You'll remember that its parent company, National Amusements, Inc., had tried unsuccessfully a few times to merge CBS with its former sister company, Viacom. And it was really Les Moonves and some members of the board that were pushing back against it. They leveraged what we called the nuclear option earlier this year to make sure it didn't happen. So the future without less is completely different. This is the person who had been negotiating the future of the company for the past several decades. And as part of that, so there's a couple announcements yesterday. One is that Moonves left. Another was that there was six changes to the board of directors. And they also reached a settlement with National Amusements, which is what you just mentioned, National Amusements. And then there was a new regulatory filing this morning, which seems, and, and tell me if I'm reading this wrong, it seems to suggest that a merger with National Amusements or with Viacom now seems more, if not likely, possible. Yes. So what came out today in their new filing was that it basically says that the board is going to have a little bit more freedom in sort of making decisions around some of the transactions. So in Sumner Redstone's trust, there was a clause that said that National Amusements never had less than 30 percent voting control of Viacom or CBS, which meant that Viacom or CBS could never actually sell themselves. Well, that's now been amended so that they couldn't, if they wanted to sell the Verizon or something, they, they couldn't do it. That impediment is now gone. Sources internally say that shareholders are kind of celebrating this as a good thing because it's giving them more freedom. But essentially, if they wanted to move forward with some sort of a transaction, they'd have a lot more opportunity to do so now that this new agreement has been breached. What's your gut here? Do you think CBS, you know, if we're having this conversation a year from now, is CBS still independent or are they either merged with Viacom, I don't know, owned by a big telecom company like Verizon or something else, or are they on their own? I think that you can't be a linear television company and think that you should be on your own. I think that the combination of the pipes, so some sort of a telecom company or a tech company with the content owners is a smart thing simply because if you're a CBS, you have no relationship with your customers. You're constantly dealing with a wholesaler and that really restricts you when it comes to making some of your retransmission arguments and making revenue. I think that you're smart to pursue other mergers. Verizon obviously seems like a likely partner potentially in the future because we know that they have indicated interest, but only time will tell. I mentioned the six board members being shifted and, and talked in the intro about the note in Ronan Farrow's story about how some of the board, I think he referred to it as a, quote, portion of the board, had been informed early this year about the criminal investigation into Moonves in Los Angeles. Do we have any sense on if the board members who were replaced are those who knew about the criminal investigation or is that still yet to be known? Yet to be known, but what we do know about the board members that were replaced is that they'd all had voted to dilute National Amusement Inc.'s shares. All of them were trying to need this effort for CBS's independence in conjunction with less. The new members of the board, it's worth knowing, three of them are women. And I think that says a lot about how CBS is trying to manage its reputation throughout this whole saga, that they're diversifying their board members and their seats. They're giving away, again, that $20 million to Me Too causes. They're conducting these investigations into their new unit and their corporate culture. I think that this whole Ronan Farrow thing, if anything's to be said about it, has definitely forced CBS to really take a look at its 
entire governance structure and think about how it can be more inclusive, uh, especially towards women. And it should be because they seem to have screwed absolutely everything up. Thank you so much to Axios Media reporter Sarah Fisher. My final two on Jack Ma's retirement and the rise of robot restaurants right after this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now back to the ProRata podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is the pending retirement of China's most successful technology executive. And that would be Jack Ma, founder and executive chairman of Alibaba, who says he'll formally leave the company on its 20th anniversary, which is one year from today. So two things to know. First, Ma is doing this the right way. He's been working on an orderly succession plan, a bit reminiscent of what Steve Jobs did at Apple with Tim Cook. And it's really what the best business leaders do, setting up their companies to have success once they're no longer involved. And Second, ask almost any Silicon Valley CEO to name a peer they admire, and Ma's name comes up very, very quickly. He is, in short, an icon, and his legend may only grow as it seems he plans to follow the Bill Gates model by moving into philanthropy with a particular focus on education. And finally, a Boston-area startup called Spice today announced that it had raised $21 million in venture capital funding, not only from investment firms, but also from celebrity chefs like Tomas Keller. So how come chefs? Because Spice is a restaurant concept founded by some MIT grads, which uses robots to prepare most of the food, a lot of which is bowls, rice bowls, and things like that. Now, there are humans still involved in some of the prep work and the garnishing, but the idea is to automate a lot of the back kitchen. So far, Spice only has one shop in Boston's downtown crossing, but the new money is designed to help it expand up and down the East Coast. And if successful, it could not only become lucrative for its investors, but it also could change the way that all other fast casual and fast food restaurants prepare their food. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Gracia and Tim Shovers, please be sure to follow us all day at Axios.com and sign up for my email newsletter at getprorata.axios.com. Have a great national TV dinner day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another ProRata podcast.